everyone, my name is Amanda and welcome back to Amanda Talks. We've been having a lot of issues I've been seeing in the media with the Supreme Court judge hearings and her confirmation hearings going on. So I wanted to talk about something a bit a bit lighter coming off of that because instead of talking about the hypocrisies I've been seeing of the GOP and the issues of the conversations and the questions, I wanted to talk about something a little bit less negative. Coming off of that, interview, I decided to write my own little list of what I wish to see from the American society and what I really hope for for our future. So I just titled it my American Utopia list. And it's just a list of things that I really wish that we could see and we could do for the United States and for the people and, you know, really have a unified front in just individual autonomy, freedom. So that's like my main goal for my utopia is just being able to have those individual rights and freedoms. The first thing I have on my list, of course, is the freedom for all that we like to promote throughout the United States, but it doesn't seem to actually really be transcending through um, what people are pushing in in Congress. And even those questions that were asked to uh, Judge Jackson, I felt were very contradictory to individual autonomy, freedoms, uh, rights of choice, things like that. I really wish that we would have a bit more of the autonomy, the equality, and the representation within our government. I think that we all are aware throughout our um, history that our government has been very um, white, and I don't think that that is something that really represents the majority of the population of the United States. And that has also created issues of equality because we have been continuing these same ideals throughout time that don't really work for everything. And we also have issues with, you know, progression and change and, you know, things change and evolve. And there's a lot of resistance to that. And that typically, which I don't think that people realize right now, ends up being on the negative side of history. The resistance to change and to moving forward and being progressive. Those are the people in our history books that are the negative, the anti, you know, the antagonists of her history are the people that want to either go back to traditional roots or they want to have some sort of superiority that appeals to traditional or outdated ideals. And that's something I kind of hope that we can get past throughout the you know United States and we aren't really start realizing what freedom for all actually means. So my first thought was that I think it's really weird that we've come to this like conclusion that we should have like one guy one guy represent a whole entire mass population of people. Like there's almost 400 million people in the United States and we have we pick one guy to represent us to every other country and, and make these policies and things like that. I think that's very interesting that that became a theme and it's a theme everywhere, especially whenever we see issues with authoritarian leaders come up and dictatorships come up like Vladimir Putin and Stalin and Adolf Hitler. And we still have these like individual figures that have been such a crazy issue throughout history. And but we continue this kind of like same theme of of even um, the authoritarian, you know, concepts coming around Donald Trump during his election and how he uses that, like, I'm a strong leader, we're going to crack down on, on issues like that, and, and how people still really cling on to that one person. And I don't think that properly represents what we want America to be, because I've heard America throughout my childhood being referred to as the melting pot of the world. You know, it's the place of diversity, a place of inclusion and freedom, and we're so great, and all of these good things. But then we have a government 
soul system that has one person representing everybody, and then we have these um, different legislative branches, um, different modes to govern that person and govern everything, but they're not diverse, and they're not representing different cultures, and they're not representing different diversity throughout the United States. It's not really showing that melting pot feel that we were going for, or what I was promoted when I was a child. So I kind of, like, thought that it would be better that if we had a governmental council instead just like a like a like a instead of just that one guy we have like a representative from a bunch of different kinds of demographics including women poc um different religious backgrounds just different kinds of representation within the governmental system that reflect the different cultures and the diversity of the united states that can speak for other people I see a lot of, you know, even within the Senate, you have representatives from each state, but are they representing each in like each type of person in the United States, right? I don't think that they do. And and that's been reflected in a lot of the issues we've seen in, in the division in the of the government. Yeah, there would be um some discrepancies with this because different kinds of people will have different opinions, but it would give the representation I think that we need and and, and a more a better idea of what equality equity would be if we can actually see that reflected in our government as we look up to them and they're supposed to be governing us and governing individuals throughout the United States and they're not all just the same type of person and that we need to start realizing that that we've been promoting the same type of people to govern a group of very diverse people that aren't all the same. I also think that that means that we'd have to get rid of this two-party system and no I don't know how we got into the two-party situation no, I don't know anybody that is strict, unless you're there ext- considered extreme left or extreme right, that actually is properly represented by this two-party red versus blue, um, Republican versus Democrat system. People are so diverse and they have such an, uh, you know different perspectives and viewpoints on life that I don't know how it boiled down to those two people being represented in our elections and our democracy. That doesn't really represent everyone and get what we need to get across. And even if there are different parties that end up running, the only two people that get promoted will ever be the blue and the red, the Republican versus the Democrat. That caused a lot of frustrations within voters I've seen because we're not getting the people that we actually want to be getting in the government and in, you know, in the presidential elections. So that needs to kind of you know be altered. There needs to be more than just two different viewpoints happening. I also was talking to my mother the other day about how I really don't understand the symbol of elephant and a donkey for um, the different groups. I'll probably get rid of those um, as well. Just kind of like the animal symbols don't really make sense to me anymore. So that's what I wanted. I want a council of diverse individuals to be not just a singular president, to be representing the United States as a stronghold, as a place for inclusion, for equity. We need to see that those ideas actually being implemented in our government. And I'm not having that right now. I also think that this is a, social, a, a bit of socialism, a little dash of that, um, is that there needs to be better access to necessities for individuals, for society. People shouldn't be without access to the basics of, you know, food and water and shelter. There's a lot of things, you know, to go with that. But I think strongly that there needs to be the necessities of like health insurance and access to food and water and supplies and resources for every single American, we shouldn't, I don't think that for such a developed society, 
that we should be having people still having to live on the streets. That really bothers me that we consider ourselves so high and mighty and yet we treat people that are fellow Americans so lowly. We need the basics. Every single person should have access to those basics. And that will come into, well, how will that our society work if people don't want to work now? People will still have the worker things that are considered non-essential. So even though you get shelter, you get your food, you get your water, you're still going to, you have to fill up that house. You're not going to just, you have to be able to make income to sustain certain kinds of utilities, certain kinds of, you know, if you want to put furniture in a house, a bed, things like that, those would be considered non-essential. So you'd have to actually work for that. Also, I think that there should be like some kind of program to where, you know, if you show that you are a worker, that you're working for the system to make it function, because we do still have to be working in the system to be able to provide those resources that everyone gets. Maybe you have to show proof of that. Um, we need like some kind of a mixed economy situation going on that is the government for the people, but the people also for society, where we're still working to continue, you know, the functions of society. So there needs to be some kind of maybe benefits for pe- more benefits for the people that work. Um, which will lead to more wealth and resources for them. And we will still have, you know, the ability to move up if you are a worker in, in, in this different kind of reality. That would definitely, it's a definitely a little kink in, in my, you know, plan, but there's a way to make that work. There's a way to get people an incentive to be working class people still, to be providing for the United States of America, while also still getting those basic necessities. I don't think that we should be at a point in our life where people are starving on our own streets for a country that we can, uh, you know, that's supposed to be so advanced um, technologically. We, we need to really focus on the individuals that, you know, are supposed to be providing for the United States and we're supposed to, the government is supposed to be representing. Because those people, those, the people that don't get access to those things, they're still a part of American society. They're still American. They deserve rights and they deserve respect. And that's the uh, next point would be, you know, rights and human rights and freedom for me is very important. I think that it's vital that people should have the ability to be themselves, whether that's be a part of the LGBTQ community, whether that's safety for um, POC individuals throughout the system. We need to have more equity and, and, you know, inclusion and rights and, and none of this kind of racism and sexism, especially in my experience, you know, misogyny and sexism is a major issue that I find still being promoted through institutions. I find that our government, our flaws within the United States, the United States is the institutional ideas being passed on to the individual. And then there's like some uno reversal going on where it's the institutions that are, you know, promoting these kinds of like white uh, supremacy, white privilege, um, patriarchal views, but then they're like, no, it's the individuals thinking that that's the problem, and so people start blaming each other instead of really focusing on the foundational ideas ideas that have kind of wrecked havoc on you know human rights for people that aren't white men. I hope we can get to a point where we can start recognizing that as a collective and start moving forward and being progressive. That is another important part of my American utopia is this emphasis on progression and change. I am not someone that really understands tradition and like the value of continuing traditional ideas whenever they, tradition becomes outdated. I understand traditional cultural things to respect ancestors, 
But when it comes to like traditional laws or, or views on things like that, it doesn't really work whenever you start getting a mass group of people that are so different and, and have different backgrounds and different thoughts and different, different everything. You can't just continue these traditional ideas as if they're going to work for everybody all the time. And I don't agree with a lot of the things that we consider traditional. I mean, if you look at history, if we really wanted to appeal to traditional norms, we um, would be back, uh, you know, we'd be back, be back at slavery. We would be back at, you know, riding a you know, horse and carriage. We would be back at, we wouldn't even have cars. Those are traditional things. You know, we move past that. That's progressive. We need to continue to push progressive and progression and change and be able to you know as situations arise as different groups of people arise we should be able to you know assess those situations and move forward I'm very much about continuing forward I don't think progressive at all is a bad word I think it's very positive I think it's very intelligent to be someone that moves forward and 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 challenges the traditional mindsets of people that are no longer with us I think that it's okay to realize that their life, their lived experience is not going to represent our lived experience. So we need to reevaluate the things that, you know, started the foundation of the United States, like the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, the the policies that have been put in place that for hundreds of years ago that do not represent the population of the United States now. They didn't have all of these people back then. They also, a lot of our founding fathers had slaves and so it's like you have to reevaluate who they were what they were standing for and if that really works for how we are now in this more modern society that we're working with and they really they did make a lot of moves to get our country and that's you know they deserve recognition but it's also okay to recognize that that was the past and we need to move, look forward towards the future we need to look towards the future of the United States and continue building on that progression. They were being progressive in their time. It's time for us to continue that tradition, <laughs> that tradition of progression. That would be, that's my most important, you know, to me, a traditional thing would be to continue to progress forward and change because that is something the United States has always done. We've always evolved. We've been able to, you know, try to move past things and realize things are wrong. I just think that right now we're in like a stalemate where everyone thinks that we are doing things People want to be ignorant to issues because they want to believe that we're past all the bad things. And that's not true. So let's continue to move forward. And, and I really want, you know, maybe I'll write a little jingle for my utopia about progression and change or something like that. Something really fun to emphasize the importance of moving forward, of equality. Maybe I, I'll, next time I may write one down and read it for you. I don't know. But those are really important to me. And I think that that would be really important to the American society because we're so big it's such a big landmass it's just a lot of so many people living here it's not right to have still be stuck in traditional ways still be having traditional mindsets and that comes from I have like a little vendetta um which is my actually going to be about my next episode my issue with religion and I think that a lot of ideas that are still stuck with this come from religious ideas and religious leaders wanting to push those ideas onto this max public, even though our government is supposed to be secular. And I'm kind of going to dive into that in my next episode on my discussion of me and faith and me versus faith, um, where I want to get into how, you know, the, the the United States has a foundation of, you know, Christianity, believing in Christian beliefs. And those things are still being pushed in, even in our government by Congress today that needs to be, you know, really evaluated 
should these religious ideas be implemented onto a mass public? Because we've seen throughout history the devastation that religious leaders have caused on a mass group of people. And those things just don't work anymore. That needs to be addressed and fixed in my utopia. There, it will be a secular government. It will be a um, place where people are free to practice their religions. Of course, there will be constraints. I don't think that if your religion calls for human sacrifice, so that would really be okay. But you will have a, you know, there'll be a freedom of people to be Muslim, Christian, Jewish, you know, any religion that Hindu, Buddhism, any of them, you have a right to practice that. And there should be no governmental influence on how you are going to view yourself. I personally think that religion is a very personal journey that you should be going on and it should not be implemented into onto a group of individuals. So that's kind of my take on my American utopia. It's very much about individual rights, individual autonomy, having proper representation in our government and being able to move forward and continue progressive change and trying new initiatives and moving on from the past and not repeating history. I do not want to keep repeating history in different ways. We kind of mask it as it's not history anymore, but there's a lot of things that happen that are just history repeating itself. And, and I would like to just keep moving forward from that. My, my tradition is progression. <laughs> that is what I want to take away from history is looking back, realizing all the things that we shouldn't do and keep moving forward. That is my American utopia, and I hope one day that we can get to the point where individual autonomy is respected and recognized, that LGBTQ communities are, you know, respected, POC are respected, and their their livelihood isn't questioned and their rights aren't questioned within the aspect of law and government. Of course, people are still going to have their rights to their opinions, but that should never cause harm to individuals and also should not ever be in something that can be used in in a law way where they can be persecuted or taken those rights are stripped away that is a major theme and i hope that one day we can get to this place where people we aren't having people starving on the streets we are having people have to continue to fight for representation or rights or just to walk on the street and not be harmed that's my dream I, I, I don't think it sounds that outlandish or radical but some people may think so so Um, Thank you for joining me on this episode's podcast and I will see you next time.